The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge just enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb welcome into the nascar gambling podcast i am of course cody zeeb Rod Gomez still out on assignment with the Army, so I've brought in a friend, uh, Mike Bachman, with me here tonight. He is the uh, associate content editor at NBC Sports Edge, former social media guy for uh, Front Stretch, and he is also the host of the NASCAR betting preview show, Xfinity Series show. That's a mouthful, but I think I got it all in there, uh, which I had the pleasure of joining him last week. Flipping the roles this time. I'm a host, and he's coming over here to to join me. So, uh, Mike, welcome on the show. I appreciate you you getting in here on short notice and uh, hanging out with me tonight. Yeah, Cody, appreciate you uh, you know tagging me in here. Uh, really looking forward to breaking this one down. Charlotte uh, was a great race. Uh, really, really was uh, you know an old fashioned fuel mileage race. It was a bit of a sweat, but uh, you know was happy with the result. And you know looking forward to this one at portland a little different complexion of a race which i'm sure we'll get into uh but excited to be talking with you once again and uh, being on the other side of things yeah absolutely well again thanks for joining me all week been talking about uh, worldwide technologies raceway gateway the 1.25 mile oval right outside of st louis but the xfinity series they are all the way out in portland oregon making that cross-country trip um and they are going to be racing at the portland international raceway uh, and that, of course, is a road course. Um, they came here last season, and it was an absolute mess. Uh, it was rainy, it, nonstop, um, and, and that was all we saw, right? They they mostly rained, mostly raced, rather, through the rain all day. Now you look at the forecast, things are looking bright and sunny this week. Um, so, yeah, what, uh, what are your initial thoughts on uh, on going to this track and what we might see this week? Yeah, well, it'll definitely be nice to have some drier conditions. It was calamity last year um, with a lot of guys kind of coming and going, a lot of guys' days that were ended early. So I feel like there is a little bit of a smaller sample size kind of entering this weekend with some of these drivers on the board, especially when you consider the drivers that are entered in this race. Uh, we're not getting a lot of drivers that are dipping down. You don't have your A.J. Allmendingers. You don't have your Kyle Larsons. That's a pretty set Xfinity field outside of a couple of notables uh, that I'm sure that we'll touch on. Uh, but that pretty much levels the playing field. And, you know, that's basically what we've kind of seen with the numbers uh, on some of these books here. Uh, different conditions, you know, 
dry conditions. So just expectations for this race. It's going to be kind of difficult to kind of look ahead um, with a clean racetrack, right? Uh, just because there was so much that went on, uh, even despite like some of the dominance that we saw from like Ty Gibbs, for example, uh, or some of these other guys that, you know, were consistently running up in the top five, like a guy like Austin Hill as well. Um, you know, there were a lot of comers and goers in that race, uh, finishes that might not dictate just how they particularly ran throughout that race. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, a little bit of a hopefully cleaner product at a track that's still fairly new for these drivers. They're still trying to figure it out um, and should get a better indication at who that's going to be. We've obviously run Coda as that one road course race this year. Uh, they're running the same package uh, here as they did last year. So there's no change there. Um, but just the complexion of this race and the varying conditions that these, that these guys are going to run should shape up to be uh, a pretty exciting race. Uh, looking forward to it. And um, definitely am excited to break down some of these some of these Xfinity guys and, you know, get that competition within uh, basically the majority of the series as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I think you made a couple of really good points. There's there's no cup guys going to be in this one. Obviously, they're in St. Louis uh, and this is out in Portland. And we've had a couple of road course aces the last couple ser- seasons as, you know, full time staples in the Xfinity series in Ty Gibbs, AJ Allmendinger. Those guys are Cup Series drivers now, so they're not going to be in this race. Uh, and so I think that really, really is going to open things up. Like you said, we have Coda to look back on um, and take from it what we can. That's mostly when it comes to road courses, I generally just look back at road courses as a whole. Obviously, if you've got some history on a specific track, um, but it is kind of hard to weigh that because it's going to be completely different conditions, just like the first couple of years at Coda, right? That first year we went there in the Cup Series, absolute just utter disaster, as as crazy as the rain was. That was a, was a torrential downpour. It got so dangerous, they had to hop the race because they shouldn't have been racing in it, uh, and that was insane. And now, same thing, where you're going next, you know, to the next season now, and it's going to be a completely different track because it's going to be dry this year instead of wet. So uh, I think that uh, that is is going to uh, be very interesting. Uh, let's take a quick break right here, and then we will uh, continue to uh, break down what we're expecting this week. So we are brought to you by the uh, more free contests. SGPN is full of free contests, constantly giving you contests. Of course, we're running the... Uh, Hamlin Mania bracket right now from the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, but the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals also have some contests going on with their respective podcasts. Um, you can enter these exclusively at on the SGPN app, where you can also find all of the shows. I think we're up to over 30 shows now. If, if you get to sport, you can bet on it. There is uh, for sure shows out there. Of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is on there. The F1 Gambling Podcast that Rod and I also host is over there. Uh, it's a $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs for each contest on that. So download the SGPN app and enter today. Okay, so back to the race here. Uh, looking at the entry list, like you said, there is a couple of guys entered in this that we don't see on a normal basis. Uh, the two that really jump out to me, Jordan Taylor, who of course filled in for Chase Elliott at Coda in the nine car. He's going to be in that 10 car for Colleague, their quote unquote all-star car, right? Um, and then the other one is Myatt Snyder. He's going to be in the 19 car for Joe Gibbs. I think he's going to be a name we're going to be discussing today because he finished second in this race last year. Uh, a lot of people are really high on him. I think he's only had one other start so far this season. Um, but his second place finish last year and Sam Hunt equipment, 
We have a documented history on this show of talking about how crappy that equipment is and to watch out when certain, you know, guys like John Hernemacek were coming up. But he, this week he was in a sand instead of a Joe Gibbs car. Big difference usually in his performances. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Snyder can do in that Gibbs car. Uh, are there any other names that are really popping out? I mean, you've got some of the, like, Alex LeBays that are, that are normally in this type of race. Um, but I don't see any other uh, big names jumping off the entry list to me. Yeah. Um, for the most part, it's basically just a Jordan Taylor and, and Myatt Snyder. They're obviously going to be in the best equipment there. Uh, Jordan Taylor is interesting, man. You know, three-time winner of the Rolex 24. He did make that start uh, with Hendrick in the Cup Series, you know, qualified in the top five. Yeah. Uh, got caught up in some late race, in some late race trouble. Uh, didn't have the finish to necessarily show for it. But, you know, you talk about like that all-star car. Uh, with Colleg Racing, uh, you know, A.J. Allmendinger drove that car, uh, you know, to a win at Coda. And, um, you know, I think Jordan Taylor is certainly an interesting name on this board. He's priced around 12, you know, 13 to 1. So there definitely is a little bit of value there when you take a look at that Colleg Racing entry. Uh, but you do mention Myatt Snyder. And Myatt Snyder is certainly a guy that I've got on my card in, in some markets. Um, you mentioned his win or his win, his runner-up finish last year um, at this track. And look, Myatt Snyder is always, he seems to always come through when he when he's in these spots. In a Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, you know, jo Joe Gibbs Racing was lights out for a good deal of this race last year in the rain. And and like you said, Myatt's been able to do most of, uh, most of his performance in particularly underfunded equipment. Um, this is also a driver he, who you got to remember, uh, competed full-time in the NASCAR Euro Series a couple years ago. A lot of road course racing there. So he does bring a lot of experience on this type of track. Uh, and this 19 car has been to victory lane. Ty Gibbs, you know, was on the verge of potentially a, an Xfinity Series win last week if it weren't for, uh, what was it, his his, his radio? Steering, uh, yeah, they had to yeah. change the steering wheel late. Yeah, change oh. the steering wheel there. Still so, I mean, drove his, drove his way back up. I know you had, I know you had Ty Gibbs stock yeah. in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a bit of a heartbreaker. But still, you know, you're, you're buying into the equipment more so the driver in this in this spot. But, again, you know, Myatt Snyder has been proven, uh, a proven, you know, not ace, but uh, he is certainly serviceable on these road courses. Um, I mean, one guy that I look at last year is Connor Mozak. I mean, he drove the 18 car for JGR. He was running in the top five for the majority of that race. So no disrespect to him, but if he could do it, I don't understand why Myatt Snyder couldn't when he has outperformed most of the equipment that he's in. You know, his number, the books have caught up. They, you know, he's no, he's, he's priced at. Uh, in some places, six to one, in some places a little bit higher. So, you know, yeah, that's a little that, treacherous if you're asking Sam me. Hunt car too. So. Yeah, in the uh, in the outright market. But um, certainly a little bit that I like with Maya, and I'm certainly – I'm going to get my hands on on some of his on some of his props. Um, but, yeah, those are certainly the two notable guys that I would be looking at, uh, but more so have more of an expectation for Maya just with the – uh, the sample size that we do have, uh, but excited to see what Jordan Taylor can do in that 10 car. He should certainly be uh, making noise and should be able to run top 10, maybe even top five in that car. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to watch both these guys. Again, these are, are your two kind of big road course ringers, quote unquote. Um, so to look at this track, it is a 1.967 mile in length, 
uh, 12 turns on this track. Um, and this is the Pacific Office Automation 147. Of course, the 147 mile are going to go there. It's 75 laps. Uh, one thing to note, since they are not with the Cup Series, um, NASCAR has done away with the stage breaks other than in situations like this. So there will still be stage cautions, and they'll freeze the field. They'll do the red flag, allow the teams to make the, the changes, tire changes, all that stuff. I don't believe you're allowed to change tires other than on those allotted cautions, unless you obviously have a flat tire or a blowout or whatever. Um, so that is something to note. Not going to be much as far as pit strategy goes into this race. Um, so it's going to be more of, you know, where you're at is where you're going to keep your spot mostly after uh, after stage breaks. So that definitely is of note because that's going to be a lot different than we're going to see at most of the road course stuff this season. But of course, with them being on their own here without the uh, the Cup Series guys, those are the special rules for this type of event. Yeah. Yeah. Should be interesting. Hey, um, Should be anything interesting. else you have to preview this before we dive into the bets? Yeah, I mean, uh, think it's I think it's it's good coverage there. Um, you know the the very the various changes in in just structure of how the how those stages are handled. Um, you know, it's putting most of the performance you know in the driver's hands. Like you say, that strategy aspect isn't really going to play a part per se. Um, so it's going to be about where you're running. It's going to be about maintaining track position and you know finding your ways, especially in. Uh, some of these corners, you know, dive bombing into turn one, some of these other places where you can, you know, uh, maneuver three, four drivers at a time uh, to be able to try and gain track position there. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. Should be, uh, should be, should be, should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's take another break and then we can start diving into the picks. Uh, this episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's finest, or the world's first and finest too, at that uh, for that matter. Bet now and pay later. Vcard Edge is currently offering up to twenty five hundred dollars in advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Of course, it says in here gross because. On the SGP, our, uh, our slogan is let it ride, but sometimes you got to edge. So this is a great place to do it. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. They charge 0% interest. They're not going to rip you off. Do you know of any other way that you can access money to place your favorite bets without paying interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. If you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Now it is time for the fun part. We can dive into the bets. Uh, I'm really excited to see. I haven't even looked at all of your bets yet, so I'm excited to uh, learn with the listeners what they are as we go along. If you want to go ahead and uh, start with your first head-to-head there. Yeah. So my first head-to-head, I'm looking at you know a couple of the favorites here, uh, and I'm looking at Austin Hill versus Cole Custer on Superbook, which quick thing thank you for making me aware of superbook available in my state so we're in there and love the matchups uh so have to get have to show a little bit of love there because uh that was a call out by you last week which i was just not aware of uh so i appreciate that yeah uh, shout out to our with, discord because man that's where yeah. that's why we love these guys in there like i think it was ty tiger brought it up we hadn't even uh, hadn't even heard of it before and we've been using their lines a lot because they are 
they're offering some great stuff. I think they're available in eight states. So uh, I know Colorado. Um, where you're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Jersey, close yep. enough. Same thing, right? East Coast out there, <laughs> somewhere, but, uh, somewhere over here yeah, on the east, somewhere coast. over, somewhere over on the the east coast. But uh, no, they are a great book. So, anyways, yes, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I'm rolling with Austin Hill plus one ten versus Cole Custer uh, minus one thirty, and I'm taking Austin Hill as the underdog. Austin Hill in this race last year, uh, second best driver rating, finished third in this race, and. Look, Austin Hill's never won on a road course, but he's put up impressive numbers uh, and had, you know, a pretty solid showing on these types of tracks last year. Was runner-up at Coda, fourth at Road America, ninth at the Indy Road Course. And you're banking on consistency with Austin Hill. And RCR showed a lot of really good speed in general, even Sheldon Creed uh, at these tracks last year. And, you know, Austin Hill, three wins this year, hungry for a fourth. Um, I'm rolling with consistency and, uh, been on a good side of Austin Hill recently, so I'm going to ride it as an underdog against Cole Custer here, who the books just see something. I personally, when I saw the odds drop early this week and Cole Custer was 4-1, to one, honest, even close to 3-1 to one someplace, I was like, dude, what are we missing? What are we missing? And I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, you know, he has a lot of momentum. The speed is starting to come to that to that double zero team he's top five and five of the last six so i get all that um but you know again we're still waiting for that breakthrough win for cole custer uh i don't see it happening here he ran pretty well before getting sent into the gravel at coda earlier this year i mean if you take a look at these guys pre-qualifying ranks per win the race dot info they're neck and neck at the uh you know kind of at the back end of the top 10 but you know austin hill ran an average running position of 6.5 last year in that mess of a wet track. Pretty impressive. So I feel like in dry conditions, uh, he can outrun that double zero. And at plus money, uh, I'm going to roll with the consistency of Austin Hill. I like him in the outright market. I'm going to take him here. Yeah, Austin Hill is one of those guys that is just good everywhere. Super speedway, count him in. Uh, road course, count him in. Oval, mile and a half, count him in. Short track, count him in. Like, it doesn't matter. He can just show up and be good. Anywhere, any week, anytime. Uh, love that consistency from him. Cole Custer, he's been my biggest appointment, disappointment across all of NASCAR this season. Like it's just been, I had such, such high hopes going into the season. I talked him up so much, and we haven't seen it. He's been getting a little better. He's been running consistently. But uh, as we were conversing earlier, you sent me a message and asked, any idea why Custer is the favorite? And I said, I'm I'm glad you think the same way because why is he the favorite? I, I don't, I don't understand what the books are, are looking at. I, I went back to when he was a full-time Xfinity guy. He wasn't tearing it up then. I mean, we've had some guys like Chase Briscoe and some other guys that were really, really good in the Xfinity series. We haven't seen it as much in the cup series, but Custer doesn't really seem to be one of those guys with, that was just ripping off a ton of wins. Uh, so I, it kind of baffles me that, that he is the favorite this week. I don't know if you, have found any other reason as to why maybe he is or or just I don't know I mean it had for me it's just it's it's been this run he's on he's he's been a top five car you know virtually every week of the past six uh but like you said you know his numbers in Xfinity when he was full-time a couple years ago at least on road courses you know he he wasn't tearing it up much uh didn't particularly park it in victory lane you know may have been running top 10 and all that but certainly not enough for me to you know, give him that respect, uh, you know, especially when it is an Xfinity Series regular weekend, right? 
And it's like Cole, Cole Custer's here, you know, pacing the field. Um, so gives us a little bit more opportunity, honestly, to find some more value with some other drivers that maybe we thought would be a little bit would be priced higher, uh, even though most of the numbers are pretty stiff, pretty similar. Uh, but yeah, you know, Cole Custer's had ample opportunity to kind of show his stuff. And, you know, I'm with you on that. Don't really understand uh, what they're seeing outside of just, you know, his sheer couple of weeks of just ripping top fives. But, uh, yeah, you know, I even with yeah. his top five runs, like it's not like he's been out front or had like a car to compete for the win. Like, sure, he's been getting good finishes, mm-hmm. but you've never thought to yourself, wow, Cole Custer might actually win this race. Like to me, at least it's not felt that way yet. And so it's I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, he's got to have wins coming. I mean, as high of expectations as everyone had for him coming into the season, you got to think they're coming soon. Maybe he gets it done this week, but I do think it's odd that he's this high. I love Austin Hill, his consistency. Um, I think this is a great call out by you, getting it at plus money. I love it. I'm also going to go to a head-to-head for my first pick. Um, I'm taking Jordan Taylor over Parker Kligerman. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know that this tears up my heartstrings. I absolutely love Parker Kligerman. I've tried to bet on him in the past as much as I possibly can, but at some point it comes to a point of, Will his car even make it five laps? And the answer has been no more than it's been yes uh, lately, unfortunately. Go back and look at his last few weeks in this uh, in this Xfinity Series car. 38th last week at Charlotte. Had engine troubles. He had a 13th place at Darlington, so that was a good solid day for him. But 38th again at Dover. 17th at Martinsville. 31st at Coda. Again, was very high on him going into that race. Uh, we know that he's good at road courses. We know he can get it done. We saw him battle it out, beat Zane Smith head-to-head last year um, in the truck series, in that 75 truck that even runs just part-time. I love Parker Kligerman so much, but is he ever going to get a car that's just going to get him to the finish? It doesn't seem like it lately, both from his Xfinity and his truck series ride. So that alone is making me fade him a little bit this week. And we talked about Jordan Taylor in the opening, right? Uh, Really like him coming in. This is a fast car. Allmendinger won in this car at Coda the only road course we've been to so far this season in the Xfinity series. Um, and he out guy. I think Kyle Busch was in that race. Um, I think there was a couple of cup guys. I think Alex Bowman ended up missing that one, but there were some other cup guys, I believe in that one as well. Um, and so, yeah, very impressive. Obviously we saw Larson win with it a couple weeks ago. Um, and it's been a nice solid car. It gets good, solid finishes every week, whether it's Kyle Larson in it, whether it's Derek Krause in it, whether it's Kyle Busch in it, um, they've been getting good finishes in that 10 car. I expect Jordan Taylor to have a, a pretty good week. My only slight concern, like you had said, he qualified fourth at Coda, was very, very fast when he's out there by himself. Not used to all the beating and banging of these NASCAR Cup and Xfinity series on road courses. Uh, he ended up 24th in that race, which still wasn't a horrible day. Um, but that's my only little bit of concern on him is he could be having a great race, get dumped late just because He's not used to all that contact, but he does have a race of experience now. Maybe he knows a little bit more what to expect. Uh, so I'm going to ride with Jordan Taylor on this side of things. Um, and this matchup's over on Caesars at minus 110 in favor of Jordan Taylor. Yeah, I I would cert- I would probably lean that way as well. Um, you take a look at a guy like Parker, Kill- Parker Kligerman, uh, big fan as well. Um, you know, I look at a lot of get right spots. This could certainly potentially be one for Parker, but you know, the results that that you laid out and just the, you know, the no forward momentum that this team has had 
you know, engine failure and, 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 you know, stuff that, that is even out of his control. It's just, they can't finish, you know, and the biggest thing about matchups is, is finishing. Right. Uh, so with, with those trends, um, you know, it's certainly, it's certainly, uh, isn't the worst thing to fade Parker Kligerman here. Um, you know, I do, I do worry a little bit just about how impressive he has shown, uh, on his road courses. If, if he is able to put, together you know one week of just evading trouble putting together a finish um you know he could certainly he could certainly make his way into into a top 10 finish um but again uh the trends speak for themselves and and jordan taylor and a call racing chevrolet you know like you said that car uh really really coming alive as of late um jordan taylor with his road course race his road course racing experience i think that his one stint with cup you know obviously with all the top dogs up there certainly bodes well, uh, you know, in a series like Xfinity where he now has that under his belt. Yeah. It's one race. It's, you know, it's nothing crazy. Um, but he's in top tier equipment. Um, and I think he'll be able to get around there, uh, get around this track pretty well. Uh, so yeah, minus one, uh, what is that? Uh, minus, minus one, one ten. Uh, minus one ten. Yeah. Minus one ten. Um, think it's a, think it's a good shout and, uh, you know, certainly ride a little bit with Jordan Taylor. Yeah, a little bit of an emotional hedge too, because if Parker has a good day, I'm not going to be sad about that ever. Uh, his outright's only 14 to one too. I was kind of sad about that because I was I was hoping to maybe turn around and and play him to win as a longer shot or you know kind of have that little bit in there of of hedging like we talked about during the ad break there, uh, but not going to be an option this week. But that's okay. Uh, I'm still going to stick with Taylor over Kligerman just because of the inconsistencies. So uh, yeah, what uh, what's on your your next bet? Yeah, so I've been back and forth on this bet um, the last 20 minutes before we press record, <laughs> and I'm going to switch my lean here oh, uh, okay. after doing a little bit more digging. But I've got two JRM guys head-to-head, Sam Mayer minus 120 versus Josh Berry at plus 100, also on Superbook. My original lean man was was to go with Sam Mayer. Uh, Sam Mayer showed a lot of speed in qualifying at this race last year. You know, day was cut short, wasn't able to prove anything, wasn't able to gauge anything from Sam Mayer in this race last year. So it was unfortunate, but I like his true performance numbers compared to Barry's on this type of track last year. Uh, he did win this matchup at Coda this year, albeit was one by one position, but that's all we're asking the driver to do. But in looking deeper in terms of Mayer and Barry and just their overall history in Xfinity at road courses, both have 11 starts. Sam Mayer, 11 Xfinity starts on road courses, one top five, six top tens. And then you have Josh Berry, who has a pair of top fives and six top tens and eight starts. Um, so Berry with not as many starts as, as Mayer in that spot. Um, but the numbers are virtually identical with both drivers. And as a result, I'm going to flip my pick and take plus money with Josh Berry. Uh, at plus 100, you know, uh, he was really disappointing at, at Charlotte last weekend, uh, was expecting a lot more from him. And, you know, he's he's a short track ace, but has shown some prowess on these road courses uh, as of late in his career. Um, I love Sam Mayer, man. I'm super high on him rest of season, but I'm going to flip. I just think that it's way too close and you're giving me plus money in a matchup here, which maybe could potentially be even money. So I'm going to take the eight car 
at plus 100 over Sam Mayer. That on Superbook. Yeah, I uh, man, I really like both these guys this week. I have different ways to bet on both of them coming up. But I do think that Barry is the guy you can trust a little bit more um, to get you to the end. So I think that that accounts for a lot. Um, and again, a plus money too. That's uh, it's tough to to pass up something like that. So I like that call out from you. Next up for me, uh, again, maybe going with the I'm I'm just going full emotional hedge, I guess, on everything this week. But picking on these guys that I really have loved betting on that just have been crap lately. I'm going to take Chandler Smith over Riley Herbst. This one's minus 120 over on Caesars. Um, man, Riley Herbst, he was our top 10 machine coming into the season. Uh, like who's this new Riley Herbst? Like he's just, you know, driving the crap out of this car and looking so good. He's getting close to a win. And then it's just been horrible since then in the last six weeks, 14th place is the best finish for Riley. Um, he did finish 10th place at Coda, so not too bad of a run there. Um, 32nd at the Roval last year, 35th in this Portland race. Again, there was a lot of rain there, so you know, keep, take that into account. 26th place at Coda last season. Um, he did have a 7th place run at Road America and a 7th place run at Watkins Glen, so a couple of decent finishes, but overall, he kind of struggled at some of these. Um, Chandler Smith, Again, he's new to the Xfinity series, um, but he finished 12th place at Coda. A nice solid run for him there. Uh, and then in the trucks last year, he had a sixth place finish at Mid America, a fifth place finish at Coda, a fifth place finish at Sonoma. So that's good, solid runs week in and week out by Chandler Smith. We've seen what he's done this season. It's been impressive, especially for being in that colleague equipment that isn't necessarily the most uh, elite equipment. And he was in that race with Kyle Bush earlier this season, and he was the colleague car that dominated, not Kyle Bush. Um, and so he's obviously got some speed. I think he's got a lot of talent. We've seen him be pretty steady on the road courses. Not a ton of Xfinity series starts, of course, just the one at Coda this season, but, um, was very good here in the truck or at road courses in the truck series as well. And with Riley, it just, it's not been there lately. Like him and Cole Custer is like the, they crossed in the night and one started going up the hill and one started going down the hill and Custer could not get anything early. And Herbst was getting everything. <clears throat> now Custer's getting all these good, solid finishes in a row. And Herbst can't get anything. Uh, so, unfortunately, going to have to fade Riley Herbst a little bit. So, give me Chandler Smith over Riley Herbst. Uh, this one's minus 120 over on Caesars. I was looking at this matchup as well, and I'm on the same side. I, I'm i not touching Riley Herbst until he can turn this ship around. I mean, really, because <laughs> that's such a fun comparison of a seesaw between Custer and Herps and just how the complexion of the seasons have gone. But yeah, it does not get any more stock down for me than Riley Herps. And a lot of it has been out of his control, but you know, yeah, that takes a toll so, so much wrong place, wrong time. For yeah. Him. And that takes a toll on a driver. And unfortunately his finishes haven't been there. It's been really difficult. And it seems like anytime he sniffs a little bit of positive momentum, it just gets wiped from underneath his legs. And there's really not, I mean, there's, it's so hard to try and find any upside with that um, because it just, it has a toll on a driver and, you know, Chandler Smith, he has, you know, he's been kind of up and down this year, but look, almost won that race at Vegas. He's shown speed. Um, and I like the finishes there that, that you mentioned in the, in the truck series, uh, you know, very consistent. Don't think he's going to have to do much to win this matchup. 
uh, regardless. So in a spot with Riley Herbst, um, I'm I'm fading Riley Herbst and everything over over the next couple of weeks until he can turn it around. Uh, so I don't think that's a bad call at all. I'm going to move to my next bet uh, into the prop market, and we talked about him earlier, but I'll make the case once again for Myatt Snyder uh, for a top five. This on Caesars plus 100. Now, you know, again, we talked about he's taken over the 19 car. Um, you know, he's kind of a sneaky little road course racer with his experience in the Euro Series and just what he's been able to do uh, with the opportunity that's been given to him. But, I mean, his performance last year, man, I feel like is is way too good to overlook. He led laps. He, he finished runner-up in a Jordan, Ander, Jordan Anderson racing entry, uh, finished sixth at Coda as well. So, you know, you're betting on the equipment and, you know, Snyder has proved that he can get the job done and underfunded equipment. Um, so plus money for a top five, you know, it's only plus 100, but I do like it. You know, Sammy Smith is, is on the minus side of things. John Hunter, uh, who we haven't talked about, you know, he's, he's priced there as well. I believe he's plus 125 on, on Caesars, uh, but plus 100 on Caesars for Myatt Snyder. I think he's really amped up to get back in this car too. Hasn't been in the car since Daytona, which again, top five, I believe in that race. Yeah. Daytona, but still uh, top five for Myatt Snyder. So um, at a track where in the conditions that he ran did extremely well, had a car that was capable of winning. Uh, he could certainly do so um, again, maybe this weekend, on Saturday, but I certainly view him as a top five car and I'll take him at plus money. I'm still, I, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I'm so torn on, on uh, Snyder. I know a lot of people are super high on him. Obviously the books are high on him uh, and he finished great here last year. And the fact that it was a Sam hunt car makes it even better because we know these Gibbs cars are so much better. Uh, I think that a, a really solid positive in his, the case for him, no cup guys, no AJ Allmendinger, no Ty Gibbs, he doesn't have to compete with those guys for a top five. He just has to beat four other Xfinity Series regulars, which I think is highly possible. Uh, and a plus money. I don't know that I super love it just because I, I don't know what to expect from him completely, but I definitely don't hate it, and, and I don't really have a case to make against it. Um, so so I, I like that one from you. Again, plus money, that's, that's always a good thing. Um, I'm going to stick with one more head-to-head before I jump over into the props. Um, I've got Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman. This one's minus 122 on Barstool. I absolutely love this one. I've already talked about Parker Kligerman. We know the possibility is there, but you can't trust him. And Sammy Smith is so freaking good. I love this kid. I love to bet on him. This is going to be a really good week for Sammy Smith. Just talk about the Gibbs cars. Um, With Snyder, the Sammy Smith car is going to be a rocket ship like it has been all season. The Gibbs cars have been the best ones on the field, um, on the field, in the in the track, whatever the hell it is. Uh, but they've they've been the best ones out there. Sammy Smith, he finished fourth place at Coda. Nice, solid run there. Again, A.J. Allmendinger, you had some other cup guys in that one. Third place at Watkins Glen last year. Um, I believe he finished behind Kyle Larson and another cup series guy potentially, or maybe it was A.J. Either way, third place, solid finish there. Um, did have a 24th at Road America, um, but in that race, he was sixth place after stage two before his engine failure late in the race took him out of that. So those are his starts here. He was that guy running part-time for, for JGR last year in some of those road courses um, and was very impressive in the starts that he had. Uh, again, that's that's three starts in the Xfinity Series. 
a fourth, a third, and sixth after stage two before blowing an engine. So nice, solid runs each time Sammy Smith has come to a road course. Love him this week. Can't trust Parker Kligerman. Give me Sammy Smith over Kligerman, minus 122. Uh, and again, that one's over on Barstool Sportsbook. I love it. Uh, I have this on my card already. I love Sammy Smith. I was on him early in the outright market. As soon as the books dropped, I hammered him. So I love it. And, uh, you know, again, kind of that fade to Parker Kligerman spot. Uh, Sammy Smith is going to be one of, if not the driver to beat, in my opinion, this weekend. Um, I think he's that good. He's shown it. Um, Another great opportunity for him in a Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. So uh, I would play that. I already have. When I saw it on your card, it was like the Josh Berry from last week on the betting preview show with the top five. I was like, damn, he got it. Uh, so I had to pivot. But uh, so now we're one for one. So we'll, we'll, ca- we we'll, we'll carry that. We'll carry I like that. it. Hey, it's uh, when you when you stumble upon the same thing that somebody else likes, uh, you know, when it's guys that know what they're talking about, especially that's I've loved listening to your show the last couple of weeks. Well, I was on it last week, so I guess I, I probably said the same things I said on our show. But before that. Uh, you know, list, recording our show, then listening to your show later on in the week. And I'm like, yes, it's the same thing. I was talking with Derek when we did the truck series show yesterday. Uh, it's just like when I get that reaffirm, like, okay, these guys believe in that too. Makes you feel so much better. So makes me feel even better about that. Sammy Smith, the guy we're going to be uh, visiting again down the, down the line in this card, little, little spoiler for you there. Yeah. 100%. Uh, my next prop here, I'm rolling with my guy. That won me the outright last week. Justin Allgaier, top five on Caesars, plus 140. Justin Allgaier uh, finally breaking through for his first win of the year last week. And, you know, Justin Allgaier on road courses continues to be extremely consistent. He's top five in three of six road course races last year. He was fifth in this race at Portland uh, last year as well. He's the top-ranked driver. Currently, uh, his pre-practice and qualifying rank per winTheRace.info is at the top of the board. I love his outright number and what you're getting at value currently, also on Caesars, which uh, we'll we'll get into. Um, and yeah, you know, plus 140 for a top five when he's priced in there with guys like Parker Kligerman and Jordan Taylor. They're at plus 170. I just really like the number, and I think Justin Allgaier finally, you know, getting that weight lifted off of his back, getting in victory lane, um, you know, showing that. He could still win, obviously. Um, I think could just be a little bit rejuvenation to kind of continue this positive trend of good momentum. Um, you know, and again, in a clean racetrack, uh, I like the top fives in, in three of in three of the last six. I like the finish from last year. So a plus one forty, you're getting one of the top drivers in the in the garage uh, here for a top five. So Justin Allgaier plus one forty for a top five on Caesars. I will take that to the bank. Yes, I love this one. And again, I can't say it enough. He's got all those good finishes with cup guys in the field, with A.J. Allmendinger in the field, with Ty Gibbs in the field. All guys who are not going to be in this race makes an even stronger case for Allgaier. Seven years in a row now, he's won in the Xfinity Series. Uh, he's, I think he's up to 20 career wins. Uh, he was on Dale Jr.'s pod on Thursday. Uh, it was great to hear him talk about that. But uh, yeah, good to see him get back to victory lane. Junior Motorsports finally breaks through, gets that victory. Um, and I think that He's going to keep carrying that momentum forward. He's been on a streak of really good finishes. Um, so at plus, plus 140, I really like the Allgaier thing. I'm going to do the same thing in the JRM camp, but I'm going to go with Josh Berry over on Caesars. He's plus 225 for a top five. Um, uh, again, he's 
a guy that you talked about a little bit ago, right? You, you ended up flipping your pick over to Barry, over Mayer. Uh, he's had the solid runs. Like you said, six top 10 finishes and eight road course starts. I hate to say it again, but I want to make sure you get this. No A.J. Allmendinger, no Ty Gibbs, no cup guys in this race. Makes it so much easier for him to get solid finishes. Eighth place at Coda earlier this season. Eighth at the Roval last year. A ninth place at Watkins Glen. Fourteenth at Indy. Uh, he was fourth in this race last year. That's in the top five, by the way. So that would cash this for you. Plus 225. Um, I really like this, and I'm pretty high on Josh Berry this week. Again, JRM starting to get that momentum building up. Justin Allgaier and Barry specifically, they've been getting good, strong finishes, having good, strong runs each week. I think they're going to continue to carry that over. And, and again, without all these other guys in the field, that makes this top five market so much easier to hit. You don't have the, you know, I mean, it was almost a lock before. Like Ty Gibbs is going to take one of those top five spots. AJ Allmendinger is going to take one of those top five spots. Uh, Cup Series Ringer is going to take one of those top five spots. So much harder to pick the two guys who are going to finish in the top five. Now that you don't have those, those top five spots are all wide open. Um, so I love taking both of these JRM guys for the top fives. Yeah, I think that's a great number. And I know I know we beat a dead horse, but it really cannot be understated. Like, it just can't, you know, because times like these is where these guys are able to show their stuff. And you can take advantage of, of some of that plus money that's being offered for, you know, the most prominent drivers in this series. Uh, you know, that's, that's very few and far between. Um, you know, especially when you have a lot of these other guys dipping down because they're just automatically going to be taking those spots. So uh, there's just a lot more to work with there. I do like the Barry number. Um, I think that that's good value plus two twenty five. Um, you know, again, a little bit of a disappointment last week, so it could bounce back. Uh, start to start the West Coast swing on on a good note. Uh, so I certainly don't hate it. Uh, might actually even put that down myself. I'm thinking about it. So uh, you, you, might, you you might just swayed me right there. All right, I like it. I like that. All right, let's take one more quick break. Then we'll be back with our winning picks. Uh, the NASCAR Gaming Podcast, like I said before. Brought to you by A Boost. Again, twenty up to $2,500 in betting advances. Zero interest. I don't know how much better of a deal it can get. Um, so for today, my Edge Boost double down play of the day is, I'm going to go back to the Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman, minus 122 over on Barstool Sportsbook. That's going to be my Edge Boost double down play of the day. Go sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Get that extra bankroll, put it down on Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Also, if you're watching over on YouTube, thanks, Mike, for uh, joining us on the YouTube part of this. Appreciate it. You get to see uh, uh, Mike's beautiful face, at least, so you don't have to look at me. But uh, again, thank you to our loyal uh, YouTube listeners. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, make sure you click the bell. We like to go live when we can after the weekend of races to recap things. Um, and so again, thank you. Make sure you leave that, that rating and review on your favorite uh, podcast platform as well. All right, Mike, here we go. What, uh, what do you have for your, your winners on this card? Yeah, here we go. So I've got, I've got three, but I wouldn't be opposed to, to, to another driver um, on this list. But the first that I'll take is Austin Hill at six to one um, is about the best number I've been able to find currently He's plus 550 somewhere, but six to one, uh, I think, is what we're going to be working with here. Uh, and again, it's interesting. He's got three straight fourth place finishes. So if if trends mean anything, he's, he's going to finish fourth this weekend. Uh, but three <laughs> spots, 
three spots too low for for Austin Hill. See, that's and where it, that's where the books need to get more creative. Like, offer us a Austin Hill to finish fourth place prop. Like, why he's done it a bunch of weeks in a row? Make it a thing. Like, give that to us as a special. Come on, yeah, books. Fun, fun little special props. Yeah. I mean, those and those are very. It could become very common uh, in NASCAR. It can make it make it a lot of fun just to, to just to play with a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I but again, I do like Austin Hill here. He's got three wins. He's looking for his fourth. His consistency all year at virtually every track we've been at uh, cannot be overlooked. You know, six to one's a little bit of a little bit of a number, um, but when you're looking at guys that are priced in that range, you know, like Cole Cusser, like Myatt Snyder, Sammy Smith, now um, even his teammate Sheldon Creed. Uh, I just like I just think Austin Hill is the best driver of the bunch in you know, and has shown the best performance of these guys mentioned this year. So I like him six to one. Um, you know, I, I certainly I've, I've already put it down uh, and I'm certainly going to ride that. Uh, I'll just mention here. I'll, I'll mention Sammy Smith um, got him on barstool at 10 to one. He's steamed now up to six to one. Uh, don't know if there's any better numbers out there, maybe seven to one. Uh, at some books, but I was able to catch him, get him at at ten to one, which I was super stoked about. Um, and like you had mentioned before, he could be a little bit of a road course ringer in the making. Two for three at finishing top five at road courses he's run on in the Xfinity Series. He's got that wind under his belt. He know he could uh, get the job done. So opportunity strikes for a driver like Sammy Smith. Uh, who is quietly, quietly, he's quickly turning into one of the rising young guns in uh, in all of NASCAR. So I was able to get him at 10 to 1. He He's honestly my just overall outright pick to win this thing this weekend. Uh, so I, cer- I certainly like him a lot. Uh, I'll pass it over to you uh, for a couple of your uh, outright picks. Uh, who do you like in the market? Yeah, so Sammy Smith, he's he's my top pick. Completely agree with you. Glad to see we're on the same side there. I, even when I looked earlier, I think it was plus 750, down to plus 600 already. He's obviously getting some steam, but for good reason. Uh, Ty Gibbs dominated this race for the most part early on last season. I kind of expect that to be Sammy Smith this week. Again, we talked about those J, JGR cars and how good they are. I expect Sammy Smith to have a, a really solid weekend. I talked about it earlier, how solid he's been in the starts that he's made. Um, and, and he's gotten good finishes in the ones where he didn't have mechanical failures. So fully with you on the Sammy Smith one. And that is my first official play. Uh, Josh Berry. I like him at 20 to one. Uh, again, it, I kind of scrolled through the middle tier and nothing else really jumped out to me too much. So I went down to a guy that I know can get to victory lane. I know can have solid performances. He's 20 to one. We already just got done finished talking about him, right? Six times he's finished in the top 10 and eight road course races. Um, and it's just been solid and consistent. We know he can run up there. Is he going to be the best car out there? I don't think he probably will be. Can he put himself in position to be there late, take advantage of two guys battling for the win and taking each other out and then stealing it or just being up there for a late race restart? Whatever the case may be, Barry can put himself in position at 20 to 1 over on Barstool. I think that that's too good to pass up on. I'll let you get to your last one, and then uh, I'll I'll round it out. Yeah. So Caesars once again coming in clutch with an odds boost here. Justin all they've got a Justin Allgaier odds boost at eleven to one, which 
Yeah, he's man. He's like plus 650 on some other books. Yeah. And again, we talk about the importance of shopping around and finding the best value. I mean, that's out of control in my in my opinion. 11 to Absolutely. 1 for Justin yep. Allgaier. You know, strict, strict value play. Like you said, up to 6 to 1 at some spots, uh, plus 650. So, you know, we, we mentioned the consistency. We mentioned his top five numbers, just the rejuvenation of being back in victory lane and finally getting that weight off his shoulders. In a junior motorsport Chevrolet, you know that those boys are going to be running up front and bringing a lot of speed. In a dry racetrack, they get bodes well for Justin Allgaier. So just way too good to pass up here, getting the odds boost at Caesars. Another driver um, we neglect to mention, John Hunter Nemechek, uh, who... It seems On crazy to go book. a whole show without talking about it. I know, I know. Like John Hunter Nemechek's my guy, and here we are, forty-eight minutes. Into I, I momentarily shit myself when I saw the odds come out because he was ten to one, and I'm like, "Yeah, how was he?" Because I had just got done looking at a cup and truck at, at Gateway, and then I remembered, "Oh yeah, they're on a road course. That's not quite as juicy as I thought it was." But yeah. Uh, one hundred percent. But on Superbook, he's actually twelve to one, and still twelve to one. So any of you in any state that Superbook offers, John Hunter Nemechek sitting there priced with Jordan Taylor at 12 to 1, which is That's crazy. Absolutely insane. And he's been uh, the best car, the best driver all season. I don't think that's even arguable. No, not 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 an argument at all. Um, when you're getting a number like that for the best driver in the field, uh, that is an automatic for me. You know, I'd put half a unit on that for sure. Um, and it's just crazy uh that he is being that disrespected i mean he's in around the nine to one range um where else he's nine to one on DraftKings. he's around there also on barstool and uh his number on caesars is plus 850 so uh you know just under 10 to one uh on most other shops but to get 12 to one on superbook Ooh, is Sammy just... smith is seven to one over on barstool too by the way oh yeah so you're so, getting a little bit yeah, of a decent number. chop around <laughs> yeah Getting a little bit of a better number there for Sammy, but yeah. twelve to one for John Hunter, man, is just like why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Because would you be surprised if he won this race? No, no, of uh, course not. Yeah, been the best car of the of the entire year. Um, yeah. so just had to shout that out because I saw that in my scrolls this morning, and I was like, damn, uh, a lot of disrespect there. So, yeah. uh, twelve yeah. to one on Superbook is certainly worth a bet for me for John. I Hunter. think that's a that's a really good call out. Like the Justin Allgaier again, you get shop around, look at these specials. You can find really good prices sometimes. Uh, that's that's a pretty big boost that Caesars is offering there. Uh, I'm going to round it out with another JRM car, Sam Mayer, 22 to one. Again, this guy it, it can be up and down for him at points, right? But he's done pretty well on the road courses. Finished seventh at Coda earlier this season. Had an eleventh place at the Roval, seventh at Indy, a couple of rough ones. Twentieth at Road America, thirty eighth last year in this race. Again, he got taken out early in the rain. Didn't really have a chance to show what he had, uh, but fifth at Coda last season. So he's had some really good runs in the Xfinity series. He's got a win coming soon. Why not this week, right? I think that he could put himself in position again. These JRM cars, these JGR cars, they are the top flight cars, even still on a track like this. Um, and these drivers are, are capable of getting these types of wins, putting themselves in position. Again, do I see Sam Mayer coming out and dominating this entire race and winning? Likely not. No, but he can put himself in position to be there at the end and get that win uh, or, or battle for it, at least have a chance. I think at 22 to 1 over on DraftKings, uh, he's worth a, a little tiny sprinkle, but uh, got a lot of eggs in that Sammy Smith basket this week for sure. 
Yeah, no, I like Sam Mayer a lot. Twenty-two to one is is definitely a, a good value for him. Um, and again, he's he's just got to put together the the clean race, and uh, he's consistent enough to be a top ten car every single week. Uh, he's certainly shown that when he's able to avoid trouble and not not have problems. And yeah, he's uh, you know again the sample size is not too great with Sam Mayer, but for what he's been able to do early, uh, it's certainly encouraging. So. Uh, again, when you take a look at the, when you just take a look at the field, the opportunity there for some of these other guys uh, to just have a little bit more incentive to be able to run up front, and you know, just the opportunity of running up front is is a lot more clear. Uh, I, I like Sam Mayer in that spot too. Um, I've I've looked at his outright. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna hold off personally, um, but wouldn't be opposed. Would, certainly wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, when you're getting him at twenty two to one, when you're getting Josh Berry at twenty to one. Uh, you know, for JRM, that's uh, that those those are good bets in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. All right, get out your pen and paper. I will run over the bets real quick. Uh, Mike started us off. Austin Hill over Cole Custer plus one ten. I had Jordan Taylor over Parker Kligerman minus one ten over on Caesars. Uh, Mike switched midstream, decided to go with Barry over Sam Mayer. That's at plus one hundred over on Superbook. Um, I had Chandler Smith over Riley Herbst. Minus 120 over on Caesars. Mike came back with Myatt Snyder, top five, plus 100. I've got Sammy Smith over Parker Kligerman, minus 122 over on Barstool. That is my edge boost double down play of the day. Uh, You've got Justin Allgaier, plus 140 for a top five. I countered with Josh Berry for a top five, plus 225 over on Caesars. You called out for the win. Austin Hill, plus 600 on Barstool. Sammy Smith, like you said, you got him at 10 to 1 earlier on Barstool. Still at 7 to 1. I would still suggest taking that. Justin Allgaier, 11 to 1. I've got Sammy Smith, uh, plus 700 over on Barstool. Josh Berry, plus t- uh, 20 to 1 over on Barstool. And Sam Mayer, 22 to 1 over on DraftKings. Um, before we wrap it up, any other final thoughts or things to watch out for, things you're watching, any other bets that, that caught your eye this week, Mike? Nah, man, that pretty much wraps up well, all that I uh, all that I had uh, on my card, all that I was looking at. I'm really excited for this one. You know, again, it's uh, it's just, it's it'll be interesting to see how this race runs in normal conditions. Uh, yes. You know, see see what these guys can do. But I'm excited. Um, you know, riding Sammy Smith for sure, definitely the guy this weekend. Um, you know, but. I think a lot of guys are really going to have the chance to show their stuff here. It'll be nice to get a, like I said, an old fashioned, you know, more so Xfinity series competition here uh, at a track that's still fairly fresh on the schedule. It's only the second time they've ever been here. Um, so a little road course racing while the cup series is, you know, can't pass on a short track. Uh, I'm all for it. So we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Yes. I love it. Uh, I think that it's going to be going to be a fun weekend. And again, not having all those guys that we kept hitting on or I kept hitting on, in this race, I think is going to make it so much more exciting. There's not that one guy out here that, that really should just own everything. There's a couple of different guys. It could be, I think we both hope it's Sammy Smith, but that's not a guarantee for sure. So I think it's going to be really exciting. Uh, why don't you let everybody again, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Pretty short notice, but, uh, appreciate you jumping on with me and recording tonight. Had a lot of fun with you last week. So glad we got to do it two weeks in a row. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your work and, uh, and follow you on social. 
Yeah, appreciate that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MV Bachman. That's Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N-N, two N's. Uh, I'm also on TikTok posting content there at the Mike Bach. Uh, you can check out NBC Sports Edge. We've got a bunch of fantasy content, uh, a lot of sports betting stuff as well that's getting pushed out there, you know, in, in the football offseason. Uh, but, you know, a couple of weeks NASCAR comes to NBC. We will be doing a lot of content there. So super, super excited about that. Uh, Cody, it's great to talk to you, man. You know, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me the nod here. It's uh, always great talking NASCAR betting with you and, you know, love what you and Rod and everybody at the NASCAR Gambling Podcast are doing, putting out a lot of content for uh, for the general public. So uh, it's all good stuff. And, you know, I, I really do, uh, really do appreciate the nod. So thank you. Yeah, again, thank you so much for joining me. Been a fun time. You can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, crammed it all in at the end of the week, but got a full slate of shows. Bunch of fun guests joining me, including Mike here. Uh, so thank you to all those guests. Check out all those shows. Check out Mike's work as well. He does a great job. Uh, I've really, really been enjoying that Xfinity series show that you've been putting on. So um, again, you can follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. You can follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling. Um, I've got a USFL article out right now on sportsgamblingpodcast.com, a uh, Spanish GP article for F1, NASCAR article over there as well. Uh, an episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast is out as well. Rod did make get on that one, so go check us out over there. going to be a fun weekend of racing. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Let's go racing and let it ride.